podcast is part of the Sports Social Podcast Network. Hey, don't forget the Johnsons are coming over. I want to find a rosé Jill hasn't tried yet. Let's go exploring at Total Wine. Their prices are ridiculously low. Wondrous selection, helpful guides, always low prices. Total Wine and more. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, yeah. quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. As we go to Dortmund. Yeah! Germany calling! Here come the Reds! It's the day trippers. Back in the bunker, it's Tuesday night. Yeah, you're getting used to us recording on Tuesday night. Not a hope because we keep bouncing around all the time. We won't be bothered to turn up. Um, tonight on the show, we've got our mate in Germany, the Jeremy Dow, the agent over there, um, on to talk about Timo Horn and Jonas Hector and also Mario Gutze and um, to get his, his opinion on whether it's likely to happen or what because given it's such a done deal in the English press at this moment in time, um, we <coughs> look, we shoot the breeze, really. Um, we, we sort of touch on Tottenham touch on Dortmund touch on our fears around the squad at the moment and likely stuff around transfers um, and of course there's a few trippers chats at the end so tonight in the bunker we've got uh, Jay Home, we've Neil Gray the man behind Twitter and we've got Dave Thomas back fresh from a holiday with the, with the family over in the States uh, where he was getting fixed so lads uh, let's get this done okay. okay up first tonight we have uh, Jeremy down the line from Germany um, as you all know George, Jeremy's been on the pod a few times um, he's a football agent with I can't remember the name of the place but we'll ask him when he gets on the line here um, and we just want to get his views on the links to Hector and Horn because he is Cologne based and also the links with Gutze from a German perspective and uh, having signed Matt to see what, what his view is from watching them more closely than an awful lot of our listeners and ourselves would have watched them and then finally to round it off um, just to get a view ahead of the Dortmund game Is it Gutze? What? I keep saying Gutze Is it Gutze? Are you committing to Is that, that how you pronounce it? Are you sticking with that now? Goethe. No, you know, you're not going to edit this later Goethe. and I'll put in the proper word. Goethe. 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 It's Goethe. Yeah. Okay. Goethe. Come here, listen. To yeah, the, yeah. Obviously, the, look, the reason we got you on, there's been a, there's been a shitload of links with um, uh, the Bundesliga and Liverpool, obviously with the, with the Klopp connection and Krabi and and, and, the, and the whole lot, right? Um, two of the ones that really stand out and that keep popping up all the time are Jonas Hector and Timo Horn, <clears throat> two Cologne boys. Um, that you would probably have seen a, a lot more close up than an awful lot of us and, and, and saw their development come through. 
Um, first of all, buddy, are they good enough? Hard to say because you're playing, you know, mm. I'm not the be all and end all of performance. Everybody sees it differently. You know yourself. Yeah. Two fellas sitting there to watch the same game. You can remember different opinions for different players, right? Yeah, yeah. Um, Timo Horn and Jonas Hector. Um, first of all, you know, Jonas Hector at the moment, he's in the German national team. And the German national team is hyped because of its level, isn't it? You know what I mean? Because it has a high level. It has a high level of quality. Everybody respects good young German talent, right? Yeah. So, so Hector gets a show with the national team, and his profile is up. And it's not without reason. I mean, he's a good player. Uh, would he do the job at Liverpool? I would say he'd probably be a pretty good steady Eddie left back. He's not going to be a game winner. And in modern football, especially with the pace, I think that you, you need somebody who's just a rapid up and down the wing to survive in something like the Premier League, to be a top player in, in, in the Bundesliga. I mean, um, my friend Vincent said uh, a little while ago, you know, uh, a little while ago, I a little while ago this evening, um, that uh, he just didn't, yeah, against Bayern, for example, mm-hmm. he, he was no contest. And in the first few minutes, they just stroked in a goal. He was beaten a few times, Meg's beaten for pace on the side, and he was handled. And you'd like to think that a boy that's coming to a club with a caliber and a name like Liverpool is going to be able to have the top performances at the top level. Is he a good player? Yeah. He, he does well getting forward. Uh, he gets goals and assists for Cologne for Germany. He's a good player. He's not a bad player. But um, I just don't know how much space you have with him for him to turn into a superstar. Yeah. And, and I think, obviously, that's what Liverpool are looking for. Like, the rest of the season for Liverpool doesn't really matter, I think. I mean, okay, what, I think they're about eight points out um, from uh, Europa League or Champions League place mm-hmm. uh, at the moment, w- with the game at hand, mind you, but, you know, it's people counting the game at hand often, but that's not a win, that's not three points. So, yeah. um, it's not so realistic. I, I don't see Jonas Hector being the answer to Liverpool, but he would be good. You can't say that he wouldn't be successful. I think, I think you get more upside from Timo Horn. Right. You, you know, what are Germans known for? Besides uh, a few things, certain good Volkswagen cars, good Volkswagen scandals, and uh, goalkeepers. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> the two-liter turbo diesel engine, uh, the fantastic world-beating engine that doesn't actually run as efficiently as it tells you when you buy it. Exactly. Yeah? Um, exactly. Um, that's not German goalkeepers. They're they're worth their weight in stock, you know, and you know you're getting good ones. And Horn, see, the thing is, I remember when he first came into the program, I watched him in the youth in Cologne. I know Horn pretty well. I've sat with his father at a couple of matches mm-hmm. who wanted to be sort of heading a company to, be, to start to be his agent. He ended up landing with Sports Hotel since, but, uh, but they handled the son pretty well at a young age. Mm-hmm. Uh, they had a personal fitness trainer with him, and my first player that I ever transferred, the first deal that I ever did, was a German goalkeeper from the second Bundesliga club called Oberhausen. Um, they have a they have a, a poorly clover, a green clover on their jersey, yeah. a little bit Celtic-ish. Um, to uh, Bellinets of, of uh, it's like a third team of Lisbon. Um, yeah, and I transferred him over there, and he ended up coming back after. Um, one through non-payment, actually, and the other because he basically missed his, missed his girl. 
uh, came home um, and finished his university, decided to basically hang it up and play in the fourth tier, finish his university, and he's now become goalkeeper coach at uh, Borussia Mönchengladbach. Mm-hmm. Um, so he, he, he's a very good profile. He was my first player. He's actually responsible for putting me with my life, to be honest. Um, put, putting me, to put it that way, excuse me. But um, know him well. And, and anyway, during his university education, the, the sport of Cohen is very well recognized. And he was working for the German national team to analyze opponents for games. So he would analyze you know, the Ukrainian team and their goalkeeper and what the goalkeeper should be expecting from their side, uh, how to play against, etc. Uh, look at opposing offenders, things to look for during the match, doing like pre-game analysis for the national team uh, scouting-wise, and then started working for Timo Horn, who during his U19 years wanted to do additional personal analysis of his own individual performances, uh, short, long-term goals, and set up a plan. And anyways, my point is, he's been well-coached since a very young age. Mm-hmm. He's certainly got the correct character to work his socks off. I know personally that Christoph Zemmler has an example of, you know, a, a client of mine and a friend of mine has personally invested in, you know, again, he comes from the national team mm-hmm. uh, with regard to scouting. You know, he's played in the second with himself, uh, university-educated um, you know, he's had a lot of really good people that have invested a lot of quality time with him. And, you know, he has areas to improve that he gets better and better at. Mm-hmm. That's, you know, what, what people will say about him. That's, again, Winston said that to me uh, today as well, one of our uh, football contacts. Um, yeah. yeah. So I, I think, you know what, man, honestly, Timo Horn, you're going to get top level with him and you're going to get years you know Paris Saint-Germain went out and did it and that's a big club and certainly you'd like to aspire to be in their level obviously it's one in one case financial and the other case tradition Um, but you know that's the category that you want to be in and you know Kevin Trapp has 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 done a lot I think um, PSG yeah you know it's like it just you know you're going to get something with quality and with, with Horn I know his character he works his socks off and gets better and better. What it, it, it always takes time to adjust to the English game. Mm-hmm. Actually, the agents of um, Mario Kotz and Marco Royce uh, that used to play in England, uh, and he always used to say to Zemmler, because uh, he was his agent when he was active as a player in Germany before I did his Portuguese theory, he would always say to him, uh, Dirk Cable, he used to play, I think, at um, Dirk Cable, a club that he, I think he played in League One somewhere. Uh, but he's always said that in England, you have to own your six a little bit more, your box, yeah. than you do in Germany. You can be a bit more tight, but you just you have to be a little bit looser and have a little bit more range as a goalkeeper in England. So I think there's, there's some technical adjustment uh, to to the to the game, to the style of play. But, he, but he's a guy, he's, he's one of these students of the game. That's what my impression of Timo Horn is, you know, a hardworking student of the game. Who, who's likely to adapt and, and succeed if he if, if he did come to, to Liverpool? Listen, you mentioned him there, and I want to move on to him, um, Mario Götze. Um, look, I won't lie to you, and the lads are here. It's it the, the the it's fever pitch in England at the moment over over this potential signing to Liverpool. In fact, it's been it's been treated almost nearly as a done deal in in the English press. How like you're, you're in Germany, man? How like how, and and obviously you're in the game, but like. In reality, do you think this is actually likely to happen given that Liverpool are unlikely to be in the Champions League? And it's, it's really based off the fact that, that Götze was more or less developed by Jürgen Klopp as, as the manager of Dortmund. Um, well, tell me this. Do you, do you uh, just uh, not, uh, aside from the media, 
point of view here, you as a fan, um, do you want him? I don't know. I like I've I've I, I, listen. He's an incredibly talented player, a, a, a top sure he is. A, a top level talent that's there. But the, I have, I have a thing about it. I I I sometimes question is is um his character in, in terms like he, he, in a way he's very on German. He's more he reminds me more of an Italian type player where there is a, a there's, <laughs> there's more than your normal level of of German arrogance about him. And um, you know, even the, the the fact that he put on a few pounds there um, when he was out injured and came back, it just some things just uh, he he reminds me an awful lot. Of, and I said on Twitter of of an Italian uh, of of a German version of Cassano, an incredibly talented player. But you just wonder about the 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 character ultimately. And did he get too much too young as a, as a player himself? That that would be my take. It's funny that you um, that you mentioned the Italian bit because. Um... You know, if I was his agent, I would think that if I was your cable, uh, I would normally think to myself that the next transfer for my clients in the case of Mario Gotts would be to Spain or to Italy. Mm-hmm. Uh, I, I was thinking that today, actually. I was thinking that today because I was reading the German press because uh, they're going on about here too. It's a theme here. Yeah. Yeah, listen, if you take, maybe, I mean, this, this is something your fans will want to hear, but this is very fans. Germans often take. If you take all the big clubs that we can think of in UK, your whatever, or whatever. I want to say Newcastle United, which will make everybody laugh uh, because, of course, they're not a big club. Although we always think we are. Um, that's where my affiliation, unfortunately, lies. Um, yeah, yeah. I don't know. I must have done something wrong in a previous life. Uh, but uh, yeah, you know, the Germans have a sympathy for Liverpool. Um, you look at maybe your menus, but certainly City, uh, Chelsea's. You know, the Germans are for traditional because they love Liverpool. It's huge, huge following here. Mm-hmm. Um, normally, the German people want to. See, a lot of German football purists want to see this happen. They want to see success from Mario Gotze. But for me, you know, he's not quite lazy, but he's not quite hardworking. Yeah, and that's one of the reasons why he hasn't been starting at Bayern and. He, been starting for Germany. Now, yes, injuries and et cetera, et cetera. Um, actually, know his doctor in Cologne here. Um, he, you know, has, you know, I definitely know that he's been in for, for a lot of treatment and, you know, from time to time. And he's, hey, he's well looked after and he's a great player. Mm. But he's not, he's not the guy, he's, again, he's not lazy, but he's not hardworking. Yeah. And, and the, but he's he's such a he's such a poacher, you know. He just he's the type of guy. Even since the U nineteen, remember his U nineteen year when he came out into the pros, and he just scored. Like he, it was just he was banging them in, set goals, you know, twenty thirty a stock, just running the league, mm-hmm. you know, smashing Gladbach, Leverkusen, Schalke, Cologne, all the clubs, and and all it is is he just gets that two or three touches in the midfield, boom. Send somebody in with a nice little thread the needle pass and it's done. Yeah. Um, one nil, uh, one touch, banging over the center back into the striker's stride, done, finished. You know, it, just like he does himself, he drifts in, woke up finally, you know, and he's been playing, he's worked out of the side, he just wasn't ready to put in the graft, he wasn't ready to put in the shift. And he found, he found himself out of the side, and then finally he had a chance to come in, and what does he do? He drifts through and he, um, he just went away, right? And, and that's what he does. He'll be a game winner, but 
he's going to annoy a fan mm-hmm. and he's going to annoy the club. And, and if you're paying a lot for him, the thing is, is is the wise investment. Yes, Klopp loves him, but Klopp loves him. And at the same time, Mario Klotz was the super kid coming out of the youth, the one that all of Germany was watching, big national player. Of course he's going to put him in the first team. Mm-hmm. You know, did he really develop him? Is he his type of player? Honestly, I don't see Mario Klotz as Klopp's type of player. Gotcha. I really don't. He's He likes heavy metal football, and that is not Mario Klotz. Mm-hmm. Well, listen to me, that will be the opposite to many of the Twitter intelligentsia around LFC at this moment in time. But however, that's why... (laughs) (laughs) But that's that's why we have you on the line. Listen, before I let you go, Jeremy, just one last thing. Uh, Liverpool obviously obviously playing Dortmund on on Thursday. Um, They've been absolutely flying in the Bundesliga. If if Guardiola's team wasn't so well-oiled, they'd be running away with it at the moment. Can you see any way that they don't that they don't at least get a favourable result in in the Westfalen Stadion? Um, there are two different teams in two different positions playing for two different things at the moment. Liverpool essentially have nothing to play for again with the eight points drop. Um, I really don't see them um, taking you know and honestly for Düsseldorf for for, for Düsseldorf excuse me for Dortmund right now. Um, they're within two weekends of winning the league. Yeah. So they have a lot to play for at the moment. They also have the, their biggest derby of the year yeah. away to Schalke next weekend. Um, you know, a Schalke team who, who got who, who got played off the park in Ingolstadt, um, you know, conceded three and lost embarrassing away. Uh, they're going to be hungry. They've had a they've had a wake up call last weekend. Have dropped into the Champions League places. They're subsequently playing for the Champions League places as well. It's going to be a hard derby. And Dortmund are trying to win. Honestly, I don't think Dortmund are really concerned with this match. I think that they're playing kids like here's a kid. Here's one to watch for you tomorrow. By the way, mm. if you do see the boy Pulisic, P U L I S I C, play, remember that like you know two years ago this boy was sitting in some small little bum town in Pennsylvania, playing in some you know, high school team or whatever. Mm-hmm. And um, here lands this American superstar that Jürgen Klinsmann is trying to cap as quick as he can so that he doesn't go and play for Croatia, who are aggressively calling his father. Um, I'll put it that way. Right. So um, I think I think you'll see young kids that'll feature. And I think, obviously, everybody loves club and the way he went out and he did it professionally, and that's the type of guy he is. That's why he's out of Liverpool. You know, that's why he gets that privilege. Um I think it's going to be a long, a fun, happy affair that'll be very light and will have little pressure. And so what I can imagine is for a football enthusiast, a purist, I think you'll see good football players. It'll be a nice open game with a good flow and a good atmosphere. And I don't think, you know, there'll be any uh, dodgy tackles or, uh, mm-hmm. you know, too much um, unattractive football, let's say, even for club. For his standards, <laughs> I give <it> <laughs> And come here, um, before you, before you go, get, 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 uh, how do Liverpool win this game? Um, by being, uh, yeah, um, yeah, I guess um, by playing the way uh, Klopp uh, likes to play in Germany, by playing smash on football, That's by uh, by treating it not like a friendly warm encounter and treating it like, you know, because to be honest, it's a one trophy that he can take right now mm-hmm. and they'd like to have it. It's not when you start the league, you start the year, you know, you know, they're not looking next year to win the Europa League, everybody knows that. Yeah. But it'd be a nice trophy to have and I think that 
normally Klopp, what I can also imagine with him, because he's a pretty straight, serious guy, what I see is uh, Liverpool come out on all fires, on all cylinders firing, mm -hmm. pressing, 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 mm -hmm. um, trying to directly put Liverpool on their back foot, uh, pressure high up the pitch, and uh, not necessarily concerned with possession, um, but more with, with, again, tempo and pressure. Um, yeah, I think, uh, yeah, could they take a result? They could. They could, because I think that Dortmund are going to be more concerned with other things. Perfect. So, um, yeah, I think that it's not uh, out of the realm of possibility that Liverpool come here and get something. You know, uh, either a point or a, you know, a hard work to win. Well, listen, mate, listen, thanks for your time tonight. Um, we do appreciate you giving us the insight as well. And look, I'll, I'll talk to you, obviously, as the summer gets closer and, and we, we get linked with another billion German Bundesliga players from literally every club that, that's available at this moment in time. Right, so lads, um, I suppose we better pass a brief mention of Tottenham. I said the bones have been picked out at, at, at this stage of the weekend. Um, the main thing I wanted to talk to you tonight, lads, was this ongoing uh, Team Lovren versus no, Team Sacco. No. Um, can anyone explain to me here at all why you have to be in Team Lovren's camp or Team Sacco's camp and you can't just recognise that... Because everyone on Twitter is dickhead. <laughs> <laughs> Racism, isn't it? It's, it's racism, oh isn't it? It's the only answer I can think of. <laughs> racism. But like, it, it just doesn't make any sense. Like, people are now scared to actually say that somebody had a bad game or is having a poor run of form because immediately that automatically assumes that you think he's shit and uh, he should never play for the club people again. People don't want to be wrong. That's all what it boils down to. And a lot of them have nailed their sort of opinions to the mast. And, mm. and, and Sacco's the God that's going to change our defence for years to come. Some play, you can get things wrong. Yep. You know, yeah. It, and it's allowed. It's okay. But they just don't, but they want to save face and not admit that Sacco's form has not been good recently. So just I, like Lovren's uh, was fucking terrible. Well, I, 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 said I think that. it's okay. Like, see, I think there's a difference between saying, like, you don't like a player, like, you know, Glenn Johnson or Lucas as an example, right? We give them those on this pod, right? But we acknowledge that it's not you rather than me. You acknowledge it's just because you don't like him. It doesn't matter. Lalana's another good example, right? Lalana could score a hat trick every game and you still slag him off and go, don't like him. Get <laughs> or Milner, you just say he falls over. <coughs> no, well, he does just fall right? over all so the time. I think it's okay to say, I don't like a player. He's not my cup of tea. I don't like watching him, blah, blah, blah. But there's a difference then between taking that and saying, he's a bad player. Because mm. even you would. Well, I'm looking at you. You would acknowledge that Lalana is not a bad player. You don't like him and you wish he did more or whatever, Milner, whatever. So it's a little bit about not wanting to be wrong. I also think the people were so harsh on Lovren, probably rightly so at the early stage of his career, that they just don't want to accept that he's Actually, do improved, yeah. you know? And it's almost like, you know, it is a little bit of that, I said he'd be crap and he was crap. And okay, now he's a bit better, but he's still crap. It's it's the micro analysis though of every small detail. I think it's it's the fact that people just can't be reasonable about this. That it's okay that a striker can turn a centre back and ping a great shot into the corner without it being some end of the world situation. Harry Kane was fantastic for the goal. Yes, Lovren could have put the brakes on a little bit quicker. He was a little bit too tight. These things happen. It's not the end of the world. And you, you can't use that to then start talking about Sacco. It, it doesn't have to be a direct comparison. <clears throat> if you look at that game in isolation, Sacco was absolutely pathetic. 
mm-hmm. for the first half. He got slightly better in the second half. Mm-hmm. Lovren was very solid throughout that game. He wasn't so good against Southampton, but when he was taken off, whether that's because Skirtle was brought on and Lovren somehow is, is holding the defence together, at this, I don't know. He was st- It's still okay to say that Lovren was poor against Southampton. Just because you're saying that Lovren is good against um, Tottenham, it, it doesn't mean that we're just casting Lovren as a superstar and Saka is terrible. They can have good games, they can have bad games. The, the, yeah. the main thing for me is neither of them consistently are going to be good enough to stay in the Liverpool side for the long term. But it, it, it's... I but mean, my my take on it, David, I said to, I said to you Neil beforehand, is that like defensive partnerships are built are built on the basis that where one centre half isn't playing particularly well in the game, the other centre half covers them, right? Mm-hmm. And then you would get games where both centre halves play brilliantly, and you get ones where the reverse happens. Mm-hmm. Now what we're seeing at this moment in time is that exact thing. Like Sacco had an immense game in the, when we United. played United, right? You said about the Lovren thing. Sacco played well when Lovren was on the pitch. As soon as he went off, he looked like he, he looked appalling yeah. against Tottenham. Lovren played very well throughout the game. I'm not having the Harry Kane go, right? Like, yeah, you can say he torn, but he torn them. Like, at times, the centre forwards are going to torn players. Yeah. You know, that's where you're hoping that the other centre back maybe reads it and gets across the cover. That's, that's, you know, that's where sometimes it happens. Other times it ha- doesn't happen. It's just a good score. goal. But on Twitter, there isn't that element of, actually, the striker's done fucking well there. Mm. Because people just can't bring themselves to say, well, actually, fair dues, there's a bit of credit there to, to the striker. Like, Harry Kane, that was an exceptional turn and finish from, from Harry Kane with a bit of bad defender from Lovren. It wasn't, it wasn't the Southampton goals where you had an absolute abomination in the centre of defence just going fucking rage and, like, just doing incredibly stupid things all the fucking time. So, you know, I, I'm, just, I'm just tired of, of why, why everything boils down to team this, team that. Ask Neil. Ask Neil. Neil hasn't had a ciggy in two Neil's days. Got to say, <laughs> you know, Neil, on, Neil. Neil's off the cigarettes and he's doing his best here. <laughs> two days without one. Like a fucking come on, he's, wait, he's wait, agitated. <laughs> Neil, let go, let let's go see if we can make him boost. Let go of your fury. A few things on my mind. Firstly, the Lavern and Sacco thing. I think you're looking at it in isolation. It's not so long ago Klopp said when Liverpool were winning and playing quite well that the two centre-halves benefit most from my team play well. Mm -hmm. He says they tend to shine, right? So to say that the reason we're not winning games or we're not playing particularly well is the two centre-halves' fault is wrong because it's a reflection on the whole team and particularly on the goalkeeper, right? Yeah. Yeah. Secondly, them two are not good enough, regardless of what. And you can sit here and talk to me for the rest of my fucking life and tell me Sacco and Lovren. Which won't be long. They, are, ne- the they, are, never, <laughs> they are never going to be good enough to form a partnership because they're just two of them are average and they're two up and down. And I take on board what you said. When one has a good game, the other guy steps up his performance. And they, But they're not good enough. They're, they can't raise the level of the game high enough to make up for someone who's getting a half, four and a half or five. So we're kind of just treading water at the minute with what we have... And, but as as an aside then to that as well, right, we're talking about the Twitter thing and focusing on the Lovren and Sacco thing. I mean, that's just fucking pointless, right? Because it takes away from the overall abjectness of Liverpool at the minute. They're shit. They're 24 points. <laughs> <laughs> I, I knew we were going to 24 points. Here we go. <laughs> <laughs> right? Just 20... in case anyone's wondering who's doing the Twitter on the three the day at the moment. Listen, I'll let you're, me you're listening to him now. Let me so finish. you're wondering where all the tweets are coming from. Let you're me, listening let me to the live tweet. Shit. <laughs> the, the only table, that, the only stat that matters is the league table, right? And we're 24 points behind the week, and the weakest Premier League I can remember and the worst team are going to win it in the history of the Premier League and we're 24 points behind that and at the start of the season our standard was to finish in the top four and we're not going to finish anywhere near that we're going to finish lower than we did last year 
with all this bullshit that oh, we're going to be great, we're going to see a massive improvement in the squad on in the in terms of performance this year. I mean, what are we going? We're going to get knocked out of your Europa Cup, probably. <laughs> No, because no, let me tell you why. Because we're playing against Borussia Dortmund. Draw, win, draw, win, win. <laughs> Champions. Stop shouting. That's all we we're need. playing against Borussia Dortmund. And they sh- in fairness, they are good enough to get to the final of the Champions League nearly. I mean, they're at that level. And if they're they the got best team in it, right? Yeah, yeah, they're the best team in it. And we're not <coughs> the second best team. Are we? I don't According know. To the about bookies, that. We weren't the but best so, team in it in 2005, fella, but we still well, fucking listen. Won it, hold on, let me, let me Istanbul. say. Istanbul. Stop shouting at me or I wrecked this fucking place. <laughs> <laughs> no, what are you doing here? Where's your belief? There has to be realism, man. You know what I mean? And we're just all getting caught up in what, how Everton are doing, how United are doing, how Louis van Gaal is doing, without actually looking at how Liverpool are doing. And we're not It's doing a part about well. Liverpool. We haven't mentioned Louis van Gaal. No, what, <laughs> what the fuck are you talking no, about? No, you were talking about the reaction on Twitter between Sarko and Lovren, and I'm saying people are getting caught up in that, and they're getting caught up about Louis van Gaal and how Robert, Roberto Martinez, and that's all relevant. Because they just want, don't want to focus on how poor Liverpool are at the minute. But I don't mind saying it. Okay. No, they are poor. Yeah, they are really poor. Okay. No, I'm let's, not finished. No, no, <laughs> I'm not finished. Hang on, hang on, because I'll, I'll let you come back in a while, because... Um, just shut up. Yeah. Um, but <laughs> unlike Neil's thing that they're abject and shite, I actually thought there was a lot of good bits in that Spurs game. I thought, like, if you, if you, if you think about the match itself, a bit of better fi- finishing, and we were definitely two or three up before they score. I think the worrying thing, aside from Lovren and Sacco, is... Storage looked very, very isolated and disinterested. That's um, what I wanted to get to because even when he did get his chance in the first half, when he was clearing on on, on Lloris, it was it was weird, terrible. It wasn't. It, it wasn't was really typical bad. storage. And, and I think when you look at it, because I've been a big fan of Origi recently. I think when he comes on and he runs the channels, I think he gives us a whole new dimension. I think Firmino does the same. Um, if Storage is in the team, he doesn't run the channels. We don't look as mobile, but. He, he, you always say if he gets a chance, he scores. If he's getting the chances and he's not scoring. Then should he be should, should he be what's he in the side for? Because the team looks more dynamic when we have a, a willing runner. So that was the worrying thing that when he got that one chance that you nine times out of ten he scores that. He even had time to lay it off. Actually, I think there was a runner coming in on his right hand side that he, if he had the awareness he could have rolled it. Um, that's worrying. Um, his reaction going off doesn't bother me in the slightest. Um, you should be pissed off when you go off, especially if you think you probably underperformed and missed the mm. one chance you got. So that, that's no worries at all. You don't want players happy bit coming off. Um, I, I, I think for me, you know, Sturridge is like a bonus player. You know, you fill your squad, you have enough players in there to do whatever you need to do. And then Sturridge is there as well. Mm. Do you know what I mean? And you, you kind of go, if he's fit, that's great. But let's not rely on him. And the difference between us, you know, and, you know, being in the top four is at both ends of the field. Mm. You know, our goalkeeper and centre-halves are not good enough. And, our, I mean, the whole team isn't good enough. Mm. You know, and I think that probably when Klopp came in, he was probably thinking, I might not need to do too much here. You know, and that it, but I think what what we've found is that there are people who just cannot ad- can't adapt to his tactics. You know, and it's clearly much more complicated than run run more mm. or press yeah. more and things like that. <clears throat> I think what we're seeing and people get frustrated with the likes of Milner playing or Lalana or whoever, but they've got it. Mm. They get what he needs to do. Yeah. Whereas Lucas Skirtle, Mignolet, Sturridge, Benteke, Ibe. You know, Alan, these guys, mm-hmm. they can't, they either physically can't do it mm-hmm. in the case of, say, Sturridge, Joe Allen, people like that, or they just can't grasp the, the intricacies. And I think Henderson's another one. Mm-hmm. I think Henderson's, you know, I, th- I think if you're looking at that squad now, 
Emery Khan aside, Firmino aside, you know, Coutinho, even Coutinho, is anyone nailed on? If you had unlimited money... If yeah. anyone in that squad was transferred in the summer, you wouldn't be you surprised. Wouldn't, right? who, no, no, no. Who, you know, if, if it came out that Henderson went, you wouldn't fall off your I, chair. I think he's easily upgradable, Henderson. I think there's better but versions there's, of Henderson. I think Henderson the point and, is, to, to, to Neil's place, uh, to Neil's point is, they're all easily upgradable. Yeah, yeah. You know, is there, is there a player there that, that you be. go... I, you couldn't go... With the money that we're going to have in the summer, that you couldn't go out and upgrade. I think it's very fair what Dave said there as well. I think, I, and I don't want to come across that I'm anti club because I am, because I'm not, because I, I think he's the you best said manager. I know. That was a Freudian <laughs> slip, baby. No, no, no. But I think he's the best Drop we it. could possibly have gotten. But I think he did underestimate the size of the task in front of him. I think he did because I, I, I think there's I think there's much I think there's more problems at Liverpool than just the playing staff. And uh, Dave alluded to it there that there's even within the if you're just kind of focused on the playing staff, even within the playing staff, there's players who don't seem to be mentally capable of adapting to a different style. I of football. think I think now, that's no, I, I think, think, I think that's, but you hit it there. I think it's not that the, he underestimated the players, right? I think he didn't realise how poor, how much work he'd have to do with the mentality I, I, of the that's players. The key yeah. but, and I think that's a, I think that's a carryover from the Rogers thing of trying to populate the, the squad with British players, and then all of a sudden there's a whole new ethos coming in, and they, their whole careers have been built around four four two effectively. Mm. I mean, when they're coming up, like we're a little bit older than them, but they would have been brought up in 4 yeah. 2 and all of a sudden there's a complete ethos change and maybe it's I don't want to I'm getting a stupid amount of money here off Liverpool and I couldn't really be arsed or they're just not capable of it well they're weak Jay, characters there's on, too Jay. many weak characters I, I, I kind of feel like it's we have a lot of average players with average mentalities not a winning mentality when you have to grind the results out we're looking around for somebody to say this is what we need to do I've, I've said in a million I found it refreshing the Klopp said Give, I don't need to buy anyone. Let me just spend the season with this lot and see what I can work with. I think there's, it's glaringly obvious that we need um, leaders in key areas of the pitch, not only stemming from Mignolet, because although he pulls out decent saves, he doesn't command any type of respect amongst his back four or across the stadium. I think you need somebody there. I think you need an imposing, aggressive centre-back that's reliable regardless of the situation of the game. Mm -hmm. We need to batten down the hatches. I don't care if they play pretty football. Yeah. I'm talking, and I know people laugh when I say this, but I said it at the time, and Ashley Williams, but a better version of an Ashley Williams that isn't a great footballer, but you won't see him get bullied, and he'll never not rise to the challenge. I've never seen anybody manhandle Lukaku like yeah. he has. Mm -hmm. Now, he's not a Liverpool player, but we have this this concept that we're better than certain players when a team balance isn't... Look at fucking Leicester centre-backs. Now, they are solid as a rock. Solid as a rock, but they're not solid fashionable players. Well, yeah, there is that. Allegedly. Um, but, but the <laughs> thing is... Adam Partridge has given those steroids. The thing is, it's the balance of the side that we have to get right, and that's what I'm interested to see that Klopp will do. It's bringing in the right characters. I don't think Henderson is, is a natural captain. Um, I think we he needs to totally strip this club bare, but with four or five key characters put into that side... There's a, the, the players can feed off them, and, and yeah. I think we could have a, a crux we're, of a good side. I think we're in a position where, you know, this is why it's easy for people to be really positive and then people to be really negative, because I think we are potentially three players away from being really good, mm. you know. And I think that there was a great article on uh, Twitter about how... I can't remember what it was called. Klopp's team are about to make the leap or something like that. And oh, it broke heavy, it. heavy on the stats. It was like, very yeah, heavy. Yeah, yeah. And, but it was more around just how 
we're creating lots of chances, but our conversion rate's really poor. We're actually stopping a lot of clear-cut chances happening, but our goalkeeper or defensive... (laughs) So it's like, if you upgrade the goalkeeper, if you have either a fit Sturridge or someone who can finish like Sturridge, Mm. or maybe, because I don't think Origi can do that, and maybe you add another Firmino in the summer, uh, all of a sudden you're going... I mean, this is best case scenario, but you upgrade the goalkeeper, you buy a centre-half, you buy someone to play next time when you can, and you buy another forward player. All of a sudden, we're a, we're a much better team. Against Tottenham, we should have been... You know, again, if you go back and look at the game, we draw 1-1, but we have missed guilt-dead chances. Yeah. Sturridge and Coutinho should both score, right? Yeah. They didn't miss guilt-dead chances. They didn't get goals where you go, got to score there. Oh my God, you got to score there. We had three... Coutinho mm. off the line Coutinho when he missed uh, to the left hand side of the post Sturridge, Sturridge when he threw one away and a couple of great saves to prove your point Dave as well I know some people might like might not like to hear it but they have Harry Kane who if he gets a chance he's going to score and that's the difference and that's the, yeah. that was the difference Lloris yeah. and Kane mm. is the yeah. difference right because Lloris makes I mean two great saves mm. and commands his box yeah actually there, there was a save from uh, Lalana. Mm. Which was world class. Yeah, I mean, so actually, even actually. as I'm thinking of it, it's four or five sh- that Minnelli probably doesn't save. Mm. You know, and Kane takes the one chance that he creates himself and puts it away. So that's why I can see the doom and gloom going with 24 points off. Da 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 da. But Klopp with the preseason, with his own players, with getting rid of some, with a better mentality, upgrading two or three. You know, if we if we sign a Goethe or someone that you know of that level, if that's the caliber of players we're looking for, there's no better man to take us on so then it's about what we put around it I think when you look at so for me a key area and I said it there before is centre-back so for example I've not been particularly vocal in my support of Moreno because I think he's stupid Um, but I think he has the tools to become a a great left-back if you have a proper leader alongside him to rein him in he automatically becomes a better left back defensively because mm-hmm. the centre back doesn't let him off the leash as much and makes him defend. Even if he switches off, a good a people, good centre back t- pulls people him. People are in. fucking obsessed about fullbacks. I swear to God, if we buy a fullback this summer, I'm going to go fucking mad. Right? Fullbacks do not win you or lose you games. Mm. They don't. It's a simple fact. Look at who. Let's go back to Leicester. Look who their fullbacks are. Mm. I mean, fucking hell! But David, but a, a, a defense, a defensive unit will win you. Will affect. Will nearly win you a league. Tottenham's fullbacks. Do you know what I mean? Tottenham's fullbacks are Danny Rose and Kyle Walker. Yeah, but it's the unit you're talking no, about. No, no, I unit. agree. Do you know what I'm saying? But I'm saying that's that, what I'm saying. If you bring in a new centre back, that automatically improves Moreno yeah, if yeah. he's a proper leader. But be- the issue is the centre backs. Yeah. The issue is the centre. Everybody backs. takes their position yeah. from the centre. People are fucking upset. There's always like one player in defence people go oh, you know if we just upgraded him you know we'd be better it's not about that it's as you said it's the defensive organisation now I think Klopp is pretty good at it actually I actually think a defensive record under him apart from a few skirtle related anomalies has been really good <laughs> there's <laughs> a phrase it's now true. a skirtle related anomaly true. <laughs> that's but a I, I bet if you took out skirtle's errors and Mignolet's errors since he's come in, certainly since Christmas, our defensive record has actually been very good. Yeah, very I don't good. look at when you look at the phases of play now, and other teams have the ball. I don't panic. They're not cutting through yeah, us. Yeah, I don't. I don't ever think, oh Jesus, we are we're in trouble here. I yeah. always feel quite confident. I think the big, the biggest the biggest evidence of it is every, up up until Christmas. Every time we gave away a set piece, we were expecting to concede. Yeah. Yeah. Whereas we don't expect to concede yeah. now. It's, you don't have that. Oh Jesus, here's mm. a fucking free kick. 
Even even in, if we're in the game going into the last few minutes, we're not now fucking going, oh, bollocks, they got a corner. Yeah. I think exactly. systematically, exactly. we're, 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 yeah, we're oh, okay. Yeah, I am, though, I am. With a high but ball, a no, but thing. a high ball into the box, you're thinking, oh, he's going to come but where, and catch what was the last set piece now, we score. You know what I mean? When well, did we last concede a set The piece? last one I can think of was West Ham away, wasn't it, in the cup? Yeah, right. Yeah, at the very last minute. Yeah, no, but that's what I mean, isn't it? There's always that inkling of doubt, isn't it? And Lucas was playing centre-half, wasn't he? But a goalkeeper will change that. I agree. Totally, you know what I mean? Completely, completely agree. Completely. Yeah. A dominating goalkeeper changes, it removes all those errors. Interesting. Well, those I don't know whether where the Jeremy thing is going to come in, but interesting what he said about Timo Horn that he'd have to augment his game to come and play in the Premier League to command a six-yard box. That's really relevant, isn't it? Yeah, but I think, I think I'll, I'll drop it in somewhere in the pod. Okay. <laughs> so no. you've either just listened to it or you're about to listen to yeah. it. Really great <laughs> Maybe I'll drop it in before this. Is, uh, no, no, maybe I'll drop it in. No, but like, in terms of what he said is that the t- style of goalkeeper is he's clearly wants to learn. Yeah. Like when you heard when he was under 19 he, he had his own coach to put in a long term plan as to, to get to achieve the goals he wanted to do. Outside of his it's a real eye opener, that isn't it? You'd wonder, like a 19, 18 year olds in England, and in, well, I don't, I'm looking to say England because I'm speaking from Ireland, but young kids from the British Isles, are they that interested in their own performance? Like this, I don't think they're too busy. Yeah, you know what I mean? Snorting level. cocaine and taking oxygen. <laughs> <laughs> but like, at that level, to be saying, well, I need my own personal value, I want to be a top, I want to be a top goalkeeper, I want to fucking play for the German team, and he's obviously been advised well by his parents, or from, from what he was saying, and they're saying, He's gone off and he's they've got in his own personal development coach and to, to bring him through to where he wants to be. And when he was but a school, he had a personal trainer. His yeah. parents had from it's mad. But Minnie is a great example of Being a mentality thing. <laughs> no, it's <laughs> mentality. I mean physically. He's got everything you'd want in a goalkeeper. But that's what that's what comes when you buy average players. Like mm-hmm. I, I keep I keep saying it, you know, yeah. they, they don't have a winning mentality. But uh, the one thing I'll say about to Minu, cope with Minu, Minu, and, playing for Liverpool. And I'll just relate it back to the matches that I actually thought he played well against Spurs. Like I'm not I'm not yeah. I'm not taking away. But again, Minile is going through a sort of a, a good spell of form, and I'm I'm 100 convinced of it now. He's going through a good spell of form purely because he reckons that his position is completely under threat, or that he's gone at the end of the season and he's got yeah. nothing to lose now left in this game. Yeah. So if he makes a mistake, it's not going to really change well, what's going on. We had that last this around this time last year, didn't we? Yeah, around he, the he same went, thing. He, he kind of just he was ground because when he the got pressure came off when he got his missus to say something for him. Yeah, and then yeah. the pressure came off when he says, "Well, whatever happens for the last few months, yeah. and then they say Bogdan." <laughs> but uh, <laughs> then we saw it, Bogdan. <laughs> Welcome to Anfield. <laughs> it's never going to work, Dave. You know that it's never going to work. I don't think there's any there's any doubt. point keeper. There's no Pull the plug, Phil. <laughs> we're wasting our fucking time, and then we saw it, Bogdan. This is a complete waste of time. We uh, we'll sign a goalkeeper. We'll sign a centre half. We'll sign a central midfield player. And we'll sign a forward. He will he will buy a spine. A spine. There's no doubt about it. Okay, look, let's move on to the Dortmund game because um, it's going to be the one that's fixed in everyone's minds at the moment and it, it'll be, when this comes out, it'll be just over something the hours away. And, um, see that from fucking research? <laughs> <laughs> this will be out sometime. By the time this comes out, it'll be 11 hours away. <laughs> <laughs> it'll be nearly closer to kick-off than it is while we're recording it. It's a um, pre-match pod fight. <laughs> <laughs> Dropping in your ears. But like, look, looking at the Dortmund game, I, I think we're all expecting a strong side. There's, there's no way he's playing um, lads on the fringes here. Um how much is the loss of Firmino over the last few games really impacted in terms of because we were playing well, well if any team loses their best player Phil there's going to be a massive re- but isn't it, isn't it amazing I remember because it, everybody was starting to trust them weren't they yeah 
I mean, it was the big difference and that he was kind of peripheral. And then all of a sudden, he hit a purple patch. And then you see even players coming out in the press saying how good he is in training and all the bullshit. So we were putting a lot of faith and a lot of trust in him. And then that was taken away. Coutinho has stepped up now, in fairness to him. Mm. But he could disappear again because he does picks and drops things, doesn't mm. he? So the, the loss of Fabinho is massive at the minute for a team whose who's confidence is so fragile. I think it's a massive loss. He could yeah? also finish. Yeah. I mean, I'd play him ahead of Sturridge, personally. I, I would. If he, was, if he was fit, I just yeah. don't think Sturridge seems at the races at the minute. This Particularly seems... away at Dortmund, you I know, where you, where you take a draw. Sturridge is a cranky I'll, prick. I'll, I'll, I'll ask you a question. Do you think he's lost a bit of pace? Yeah, he doesn't, he doesn't look the same. I, has, but yeah. the, but I, then, don't know, I don't know whether he hasn't got the confidence to stretch out and, I, and go at full tilt. I think that could be it, it more was the than same anything. With Michael you know I mean? History, you know, fast-switch muscle fibres. If you're a type of player that need, relies on explosive pace and you've had a couple of muscle problems... It, you're never the same, mm. you, you know. You never just run freely. You're always thinking, you know what I mean. There's always that split second of doubt. The advantage Sturridge has is Sturridge can play as a ten. Mm. He's actually good yeah. enough to yeah, play he is. Yeah. with another striker. Whereas Owen was never good enough to play. I just want to interrupt play here and say, "Hey, Carl." Anyway, <laughs> um, so personally, <laughs> Sturridge is a prick. Carl. Yes. <laughs> hey, Carly, are you cracking up? Listening to the part, are you? Are you really cracking up? Are we going to be listening to you later on? Bang on about Sturridge, and he's actually all right. Go on. I mean, I, I would play either a Riga or Firmino. If Firmino's fit, I'd start him uh, with Lalana and Coutinho as a front three. If he's not quite fit, then I. Bring him off from the bench, and I'd start a Rigi because I think that we've we've got to have more about us in a final third because the ball's just going to be coming back to us a lot. So we've got it's got to stick. We need up a release, there. yeah. Yeah. Well, uh, uh, the, other, the other reason why I would probably look, especially in the way like to, to to start a Rigi is as good as Hummels is, right? He is prone to a yip when you put him under real pressure. I mean, like you don't let him settle. On oh, the I ball think he's overrated, Hummels. No, I think he, I think he's an excellent centre back, but he does have that flaw. You know what? Okay, you know what? If you, if you put up certain centre backs when they get put like re, a lot of pressure put on them, they tend to do something mad at some point during the game. Skirtle. every game. <laughs> exactly. You don't have to put pressure on them. Yeah, you just time. do something mad all the time. Every but game. like he that that there there is a weakness in Hummel's game that he does. He has made errors and significant errors in game, especially when he's being put under pressure because he's incredibly confident. Who's playing beside him at the minute? Um, no. So it was it, on the weekend Sabatish played yeah but I think he misses this game I think he got injured but I think um, no he's back in training Papas, on today Ginter's been playing as well and Papas, yeah. Papas, Papas, Papas but I think he's Papas, already yeah. I, I agree that I agree that for, for the team's benefits I would go with a more mobile forward in Firmino or Rigi but what does that do to storage for a guy that I, I've got a one of my best mates is friends with his brother um, and he's always said that he is weak mentally and if he doesn't feel like the star or he gets subbed off, or he's played on the wing, or he can get rattled very, very easily. If you don't start him against Borussia Dortmund, what he's, he's he has a right to be a little bit pissed off at the fans because, to be honest, we haven't really given him much love for somebody that has a fucking unbelievable. Go- he's still the record holder over a thirty-game period or something stupid yeah. like that. And then he hears them sing Origi's name after a couple of sort of sub appearances. For that side, I think he he has a reason to be pissed off. So if you take him out of this side, he's already not feeling the love. Then we're starting a Rigi. What does that do for Sturridge's future and his confidence? But for the Sturridge and the fans thing, I think the thing that he needs to understand is that he's... His name just doesn't, doesn't write it. <laughs> Bridge. He, he's porridge. Sim, porridge. He's, sim, he's symbolic of storage, our struggles over the last 18 months. <laughs> mm. You know, it's been like, you know, we lost Suarez, Sturridge was our hope, and then he gets injured for a year. Mm. And suddenly... We're shit to Courtney. There you go. You know, and he is like the emblem of that because it's like 
fuck, if only he'd been fit, maybe things would have been yeah, better. Yeah, yeah. So I actually don't think it's about him personally. I don't think people are frustrated with him personally. I think people, when they see his reaction, they misinterpret. I think what they're saying is, hang on a fucking minute, you've got a puss on? Like, we've waited a year to mm. see you play. Like, you've been paid for a year and injured for a year. And in that time, we've been shit and we needed you and you weren't there. And I, I think that's what people get frustrated about is, you know, you can't have a face on because you've been subbed. Because we're choosing, because the manager is now choosing. But then at the same time, now, when do we stop babysitting storage as well? Now, just the, the other side of the kind, like we're kind of minding him with his injuries, and now we're minding him in case he's a little bit upset as well. Well, I agree with like, that. Yeah. I, I don't like, think, I think, I think you, mean, you, can't, you can't just, yeah. the whole club I, just can't you augment just because storage might have a I little bit Klopp of a buzz on. A, I don't think Klopp will give a fuck. I so think he, if he thinks the right thing to do, West Ham come in with 20 million, 25 million. What do you do? You sell him to PSG for 65 million. Anyway, um, <laughs> <laughs> or to the what? I, the one thing I'd say about storage, you know, and everyone has this fear. And I, the fear I have is the is the Van Persie to United thing, where Van Persie went off and had two seasons and scored loads of goals for them, right? But I look back, and Storage has only managed to play more than twenty games, twenty league games, twice in his whole career. Stat attack. Really? Once, once no, with us, once with Bolton. Yeah, twenty league. No, 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 with Bolton, with Chelsea. Did he play 20? 12, 14. Okay. On the right? Is that when he was on the right? Yeah. 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 Uh, apart from that, he's never played more than 20 games, 20 league games a season. He has played more than 20 games, but like 20, I'm talking But that's about what I'm saying. You've got to build your squad and it's just, for me, is the cherry on the cake. You go, we have, so the next season in forward positions, we're going to have Firmino, um, Ings, who I think Klopp's going to like, Origi, yeah. who Klopp clearly likes, and then there's one other I think that we'll go We're going to have Goza and Cavani and that fella yeah. from Argentina and that other guy from Brazil. So he well. clearly wants another guy. forward. And the Estonian fella. Plus he's, he wants... Like, see, this is where I think it would not surprise me if Sturridge went because I think he's only ever going to play one up front. Mm. Right? He wants wingers or inverted wingers and that I, type of that, thing. That leads me on to one thing about Sturridge that it will stand over till he, he's no longer with the club. I do not believe Sturridge is a good lone striker. No, which is and, and our whole system fails if we don't have a mobile forward. Yeah. Needs, when was the needs... last time we played in a two and you tweeted that it was in the... a two and you were dead right and I never caught the first the first half against Southampton him yeah. and Origi played up front the two of them ran yeah. him and he looked absolutely yeah. different and then in the game when um, he came back didn't they play up front together or was that Benteke and now in the, in the six something game against he played in that as well mm. he played in the two up top see the thing. thing with storage is he's when he played with Suarez, for example, now anyone playing with Suarez, yeah, I don't want to go on about Suarez because everyone does it too much, but it's more to the point that Luby, you like that, Dave? I'm watching the Suarez goal against Atletico. Will you fuck off watching Suarez goals? He doesn't yeah. play for yeah. us anymore. I have a major beef with that as well. I, think, with you on that I think you quite clearly saw against uh, uh, Tottenham, as soon as a defender gets close to storage and starts imposing their physicality on storage, he can go missing quite quickly. Whereas if he's up there with an Origi, Origi can take that all day. Yeah. And that allows storage to drop off into that pocket where he's most dangerous. If he's up there on his own, he doesn't want to be receiving the ball to feet, waiting for runners around. It's just, it's not, it's not it what he does. It depends we're playing though. You know, storage for me, can play up front on his own if we're playing so-called weaker sides where we're going to have the majority of the ball because then he doesn't have to do mm. too much pressing and he doesn't have to actually be up there on his own. Where I wouldn't play him is against the likes of Tottenham, against the likes of Dortmund, against the likes of City, against the likes of Southampton, right where, well, to be fair, we were very good first half against Southampton, where they're going to press you and he's going to need to press from the back. So I'd keep him because he is an absolutely phenomenal player. His goal yeah. record alone, I mean... I, oh, when he's on it, he's as good as anybody. But we've just got to figure out how we're going to use him and make sure that we're not relying on him. Yeah, that's. I, I, look, I, I, I wouldn't advocate selling him. Um, 
I don't think there's any Liverpool fan who, in their right mind who advocates selling him. If he was sold, I totally understand why. I yeah. wouldn't lose my shit over it. But I do think that when we roll, if, if the signs aren't encouraging after pre-season next year, right? if he was left out of the England squad, the best thing that could happen to Daniel Sturridge for Liverpool will be to left out, be left out of the England squad for Euro 2016. Absolutely. So he got a full pre-season. Yeah. And it allows him to come come back in full whack for the start of the but season. But there's a good chance he won't go. Because Vardy, Rooney and Kane are definitely going, right? Yeah. So it's really between Sturridge and Welbeck. And I think Hodgson I think Hodgson Welbeck. Welbeck. I'd actually Welbeck. start well, not to go on about England, but I'd actually start Welbeck. I think he, uh, when he's out wide, he's such a willing runner, like, and it yeah. creates so much space for quality he, he people. Who genuinely cares about England? Yeah, yeah, just put that bit just out there. Um, just on, talking about. Go, sorry, sorry, lads. Um, on Gotter or Gutter, what, what are we going yeah, with? I, didn't get to, I think, um, I don't know too much about him. I'm not, I'm, as I said, European-wise, I'm not too clued in. Um, I know you're not allowed to say that on Twitter. I've seen every single player and uh, you know across ever. Uh, yeah ever to kick a ball um, I think one one thing I'd say about that signing for me whether we need him or not or where he play again I, I'm not too sure but what it signifies is that you can go and get top talent again so that that is the catalyst then to say okay we can then go on and buy four or five top quality players because we yeah. can attract the, the somebody only, of that I talent. think is like just, he's just not, I don't think he is that top talent anymore he, he, no he, he may he, well he potentially be but at the, it's, it's start is falling at the minute Goethe no, Do you know what I mean? It's, it's, There's not a queue. Like, in, we're not in a queue with Chelsea, uh, United, Madrid and Barcelona for him. Because uh, we listen, wouldn't get listen, him. Listen, listen, listen. Forget that bit for a second. <laughs> Sign him. Forget, forget <laughs> the bit that proves his point. <laughs> yeah, just forget okay. that bit for a second. <laughs> just, just forget it, right? Look, Jay's point is, right, it's a big name, right, who is a young player and has immense potential for what he could bring. And you can see in the way that we have three players behind a central forward, he, f- he fits in there, right? He becomes the central point, and then the, 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 there's two around it. It does beg the question whether Coutinho will have as much a central focus if you bring in Gutsu, because you'd, you'd, you'd wonder how would you f- accommodate two of them who essentially like to start centrally and drift wide and, and, and influence the well, player. He's been, playing, he's been playing Coutinho on the left, hasn't he? So I think, I think he's kind of saying to Coutinho, this is, you know, this is where you're going to play. You're going to play left. I think he's a bit more fluid than that, David, isn't it? I, 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 the front three is very fluid. I mean, he plays like... See, this is this is another reason why I think Sturridge might go is does he see Firmino as his... As Does he see that type of player mm. as his forward player? That's not a real forward. Yeah. Does he see, you know... <laughs> No. I'm not fucking having it. I'm not having it. If anyone says it's a it, fallacy, it's a fallacy. I'm not fucking having it. If anyone says it, they're getting a dig. What? A nine and a half. Fuck off. Give <laughs> that bottle, Jay. He's getting bottled. Steam just started coming. Because I also think it's e- not easier in adverted commas. It's easier to go and buy. A Firmino than it is to buy a Sturridge. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? I'll, I'll just roll them back to the match. I suppose that that is a hand Dortmund game. Like when you look at the Dortmund team, it's fucking scary. Absolutely. Like How many it, goals did they conceded this year? This stupid, like four. Just two, and that yeah. was in training. <laughs> in, the game, in the game of ten and in. <laughs> just been going no, but weeks. I haven't watched much of them. But I've, I obviously have looked at their stats over that. Well, they've won fifteen of their last seventeen or something oh, like that. It's unreal. And, like, and, you know what and I mean? We're really, really, have, really up against it. Now. But like they the, do, they do, they do a fucking whack there. Like you know. But like, they're, they're, and it's not just that they have a good eleven. They've a good nineteen. Do you yeah. know what I mean? Like they can, they could change out the whole eleven, and they'd still be as strong as anyone in the top four in England. And like, I'm not saying that's fucking strong, but you, you know what I mean. Like when you look at it, you look at their midfield. The talent is fucking unbelievable. Mm. You've got 
You've got Gondwan, you've Voigt. Well, he's in. Well, see, the, the only hope for us is they're injured. Well. I mean, look, it's the best team in the competition, right? Mm. We're the two best teams in the competition, actually, according to the bookies, right? So, the reality is, yeah, it's going to be a really tough game. But, we mourn about the Europa League, right? Well, not we do, because we quite like it, actually, but most people mourn about it. But this is the fucking type of game we should be playing. Yeah. Yeah. You know, against top-level Europe. Well, I'm sorry, I'd rather I'm this go to fucking Augsburg or something. I'm sorry. There's the talk now of the European League, purely off the back of, they're after getting a Liverpool United toy in the Europa League, yeah. mm-hmm. right? Which was which was, was watched by more. It was deadly. People. It was, it was fucking deadly. It was watched by more people. Champions League toy over over, over yeah. the, uh, Jordan on one. And the now they've got run. this game. The and now down. they've got mm-hmm. Liverpool against Dortmund, and it's the same as. Yeah. So, exactly. like, do you know what I mean? This this is why the concept of European Super League is starting to drift back in again because they what they. Television wants these teams to be playing each other. It's, uh, it's not oh, well, the Champions League without Liverpool, well, Liverpool, Manchester United, and Borussia Dortmund is a lesser competition. Not because of the standard, just because of the the prestige, the, name, the prestige, yeah, and the yeah. amount of people and people amount of people are going to switch their TV over to watch. The, it. the only reason, what not the only reason, one of the reasons I'm confident is I think we do better against the better team. The better the team is that we're playing, I think we do like better. Like if you look like, in the final that time. Well, we've who are the, who we've are the talk, big games we've lost? No, the true, I agree United and City, right? I, I think you, there's yeah. only Leicester that have taken more points off the top ten than us. I think you'll have yeah. to. I've seen that one the other day. Yeah. Um, so, like from that side, I think you're dead right. I think Klopp is good at setting up his, his, his side. If a team comes team. on to us, I think that we we can match them, and, and Dortmund are going to do that. I think this is unquestionably though the best team we would have faced yet this season. Oh, without question. Clear. Yeah, when you, when you look at Mkhitaryan, you look at Rouse and Aubameyang. It's like fuck me. Yeah, in terms, in terms of three attackers with goals all over the shop with them. Sacco's just had to hit a bit of form there as well. <laughs> <laughs> it's looking good, lads. It's looking good. But like that's before you go into the midfield, and then you look at the defence, and it's, it's solid. And, and it'll be interesting to see who they start and go because Voidenfeld has been playing an awful lot of the Europa League games, yeah. and Borky's been playing most of the league games. So I'd, I'd imagine. So they've two really good goalkeepers as well. Yeah, that's not fair. <laughs> and, and they should be disqualified for that. <laughs> it's really <laughs> not on. They're cheeking them. Yeah. And are we still signing Royce? Or are we just finished up with that now? Um, I think I don't think we're going to get Royce. And Gota. A good day. We're just basically going to sign all the Borussia Dortmund team that Klopp had the last time he won the league. Build. And then we're going <laughs> to change the strip to yellow and black. And then we're going I to... hope, do you know I don't, I don't know, I'm not even getting it. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm well, just thinking of this fucking love-in shit, it's going to be a wonderful occasion. And I don't give a bollocks about the occasion. I hope we fucking burst them. Well, so yeah. we all do. Just, just, what, uh, but, just uh, on I, the occasion, I'll tell you what, the one thing that will be fucking brilliant to watch is you're the spectacle. Alone. Well, no, I'm just talking about the general spectacle <laughs> of the yellow wall. Like, the Dortmund, like, the general fans... Just blow the fucking English fans out of the water. It'll be a great, great atmosphere in Ball Stadium. I don't think it needs to be nice. Where, where, I think yeah, where a, are we here's, here's one for you. Is where this the only time that half and half scarves are allowed? Absolutely not, Jack. No, oh, sorry, that's okay. Fuck's sake. What's wrong with you? What the fuck is wrong with you? I'm on Jason. I got no problem with half and half scarves. I think people are fucking wankers. You know, at the end of the day. People Everybody. are wankers. No, <laughs> if you go to a game, right, and if you're a season ticket holder and you buy a half and half scarf, fair enough. But if you go to a game and you don't go to that many and you want to get a scarf that's like commemorating the day, who gives a fuck? Fuck off. In, in Europe, in Europe, you might get away with it. 
But in fucking league matches, yeah, that's if Liverpool, United are going to put you know what I mean. Yeah, but this yeah. this is a this is a big occasion, you know, yeah. the affiliation between the two. If clubs, I was going to this yeah. game, I'd get a scarf that said Dortmund and Liverpool on the date, so that I'd. Have but there's it. a bit of history. At least there is a real Just bit get a of history between there, the clubs. Like, we one. played against each other in European finals. We played. Against so hold on, you programs, my initial points here, but you're kind of coming around. But pro- to this I'm not. Programs, programs perish. Oh, do they? Yeah, you know what I mean. It's paper. Yeah. It's gonna perish. People right? born too. People born too. Mop balls in your scarf. Nah, you Ooh. get all that stuff. Keep it nice and hem- hermetically sealed in plastic. You laugh. Hermetically sealed. Yeah, yeah he's talking shit. Now. Right, there's a lot of half and half scarves in your wall and celebrating. Who are yeah. we playing at the weekend? I've no idea. We play. Who cares? It's completely. <laughs> it's completely <laughs> irrelevant at this stage. So um, moving on, uh, Jay. Yeah. What do you reckon? Away to Dortmund. <laughs> is this, no usually I'm opt- optimistic. Mm. I'm, try- I'm realistic, yeah? Mm-hmm. Uh, I think it'd be 2-0 to them. Okay, Nito? I'd go along with Jay there, yeah? 2-0 to them. We play Stoke. Uh, we will win. Ooh-hoo-hoo. 2-1. <laughs> nice one. I'm hoping we get an away goal. I don't know, though. If we're going to keep out Dortmund, and I can't, if they could get, they could, they might only get two. They could easily get four or five. Um, the away goals are relevant because there's no way they don't score. They don't score yeah. So, I mean, the away goal for me, we've just, we, I think we'll win. But if we don't, we've just got to be in keep touch it close. Yeah. Yeah. Like, and, and I still think you know, coming back to Anfield, you know, two goal margin isn't out of the question if something fucking mad happens. Um, if we could get a goal early. I think we have it in us to, to to shut them out, or at least you know take a one-one. It just it just depends how the game momentum goes. If we get an early break, not even in the goal, just something to give us a boost of confidence, like break Aubameyang's legs. <laughs> well, maybe I think we could probably beat them over ninety minutes, but not over two 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 games. I don't think we have. That we're going to get through the tie now. To be perfectly honest, we have it. We'd have a chance on a one-off game. But the one hope that I'm clinging to is if anybody. Is to be able to plot their downfall over two legs. Surely we're best placed. Well, we have the best man at the helm. You know what I mean? That's the only thing I'm clinging to. But yeah, it's going to be fucking ridiculously. Too late. I I think that we're better in the big games. And I think this is as big as it gets for us this season anyway. I think our name's on the cup a little bit. I do. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I do. Oh, I'm ready for the massive, game now. Massively on, misplaced of, confidence. Okay, okay so, however, let's so, move on. So, <laughs> so we're beating Dortmund and we're going all the way. I agree. I, I, I think it's, we're going to win it. It's a, a draw, win. Yeah, draw, win, win. <laughs> and we're true. <laughs> just saying words, win, then, win, win, words win. Draw, win, draw, win, win. Particularly now that Tom Four's gone, you can just yep. focus on this. Five, five games, five, five games to get in the Champions League. Five games to glorious. Julio would have said. And we only need two, three wins. Should we do pints for the second leg? Oh, gotcha. Think. Yeah, yeah. When is that? Uh, I don't know, two weeks? Two weeks. Two weeks. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. I will, yeah. Yeah. I'm always available. Okay. Um, oh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm always available. <laughs> so we're beating Dortmund, that's all you want. I am Lou Schwari. You are listening to Trippers Chat. <laughs> <laughs> Legitimate if you're over 25. No, not unless you're watching it with your kids. I watched it there last night, like Bank a highlight, right? Yeah. And... I couldn't believe how fake it was. It didn't. I didn't remember it like that as What's a kid. This? It's not real. There was like a, there was like a, a foot distance between the punch in his face, and I was like, "This is fucking mad." <laughs> it wasn't like that as a kid. I was so bought into it, but yeah. it's now just it's ridiculous. They don't have the stories like they used to have when oh, I was no, a kid. Like, oh, actually, there either. was a good one. Like Steve uh, Stone Cold came back. I, I saw on. The, you the watched internet. it. No, don't yeah. fucking yeah. do it. Don't, yeah. don't, yeah. don't, yeah. don't, yeah. don't, yeah. don't, 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 don't
Michaels. Shawn Michaels was back and fucking what's his name? Rick Foley. Don't pretend you don't know. Mick no, Foley. no, no, no. And he got his, he got his imaginary hope. sock out and he put the sock I in the guy's face. But, yeah. but you, only, you only read this. No, yeah, obviously. Yeah. I hope you're pretending to hire that than this, mate. They were just thinking, no, your man James in the interview earlier, been and me watching wrestling. He's a fucking idiot. There's too many of them are dead, though. You know, like the ones you used to watch. As part of it, Nick Truss asked people betting on wrestling. Like, let's go on to Whoa. the next stage. People betting on a story. Surely, when it's predetermined, it shouldn't be allowed. <laughs> <laughs> Surely, who's going to win WrestleMania? Hang on a second now. Let's see what's been building up over the last few weeks in the story that's been written. They've got fake guys in it now, haven't they? But you well, can like... bet on, like, in EastEnders, who shot. So and so, and that's predetermined. So you can bet on it. Well, you can, but you're a fucking moron if you do. Oh, no, this, you no, know what I mean? this is the bones of it. Yeah, it's no. like betting on the on, on you know the imaginary horse racing that they have in the bookies, <laughs> or on a race night in the pub. It's like betting on those uh, plastic horse racing things you get at the arcades. You know when you got to push the button. <laughs> Come on, number four. Come on, ten and pound then, on number four. And then, and then suddenly, just one goes. Yeah. <laughs> that's when you Where need to ask yourself some questions if you're betting on that. But yeah, but betting on wrestling, why? No. But betting on most things, like, to be fair, most betting Look at Damo. ridiculous. Like, look Damo at doesn't Damo. even talk to us anymore because he's talking about horse racing. And when somebody <laughs> asks for a tip, he says, it's like drawing darts on a dartboard. Yeah. So what the fuck, fella? Yeah. Come on, like, you know? Yeah. Anyway, so yeah. No, you shouldn't bet on wrestling. I think watching it isn't too bad, to be fair. What? Remember when yeah. Wayne Rooney was on, on the, the wrestling? See that? Did you ever see that? Yeah, no. he was he was in the audience, and then one of the wrestlers went over to him and Rooney gave him a slap and his fucking. Yeah. Well, he, he, he nearly actually, dropped his king size chicken. I'd say. The whole thing, the whole thing about the wrestler and the, and the Sunday night was when that rumor was about Conor McGregor's at WrestleMania, and then he tweets, "Now nah, me gaff." Yeah. Right. <laughs> All the Americans were like, "What's a gaff? What's, what's a gaff? What's a gaff?" gaff? And then then then, he, then fucking smart one goes, "Or am I?" <laughs> and I was like, oh, here he comes. <laughs> no, no, it's stone cold. <laughs> hey, look, it was good. Do you know how many of them, sorry, I was saying it earlier, how many of them are dead now? Oh, I don't. Ultimate Warrior's dead. British Bulldog's dead. Macho Man Randy Savage is dead. See, they were good. Back in yeah. the day, it was good. Ultimate Warrior was a legend. That's because they were obviously out of face on drugs. Oh, yeah. So what we're saying is they're not taking enough drugs and wrestling. <laughs> 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 is that where this conversation is going? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Kill. They need more more drugs in wrestling. Oh. And not performance enhancing drugs. Yeah. No. Just like ecstasy. Just, just <laughs> you need ecstasy to watch. Ecstasy it. and speed bars and LSD. <laughs> <laughs> Otherwise, I'm not watching it. <laughs> There's a, the Undertaker still in it, right? Then he must be sixty. Yeah, he's right done now. well. Is he? Which one though? What do you mean? There's, which one? There's been there's been a few Undertakers. Oh, what do you mean? Which one? No, no, it wasn't a cane. Yeah. And the Undertaker. Okay, let's two just of stop talking. They were brothers. <laughs> they were brothers, Neil. Were they? Yeah. Yeah. Okay. If you have to pick your favourite wrestler, and I'm aiming this at you, Neil, because obviously you've got a back catalogue of favourites. Giant Haystacks. <laughs> He's dead as now well. that was wrestling. <laughs> on a Saturday daddy. morning, big daddy in his yeah. pants. <laughs> no lights. It's, it's dark. You can barely yeah. see what's going on. Anyway. Right, Neil, what's next up? Um. I stayed up all night to watch wrestling. <laughs> <laughs> this comes from Jay Home. <laughs> so now there's fuck all, actually. No, no, no one gives a shit. Oh, what's your favourite? No one gives a shit. <laughs> Most satisfying breakfast food that doesn't involve eggs. Oh, I'm a fan of the sausage. I Ooh. bet you I'm good. <laughs> <laughs> Excuse me, ladies. <laughs> yeah, especially in my bedroom. <laughs> Let me think now. Best breakfast food that doesn't involve eggs. 
Uh, white pudding and black pudding since oh, I've come over white here. White pudding it's, rocks, mate. It's fantastic. It rocks. Belgian it rocks waffles a good thing, yeah. with maple syrup. Oh, yeah, syrup. deadly, deadly. If you're white, in, if you're in the States, you get like Belgian waffles. By the way, Dave has just been on holiday. Just yeah. been on holiday. <laughs> Belgian waffles, catch maple catch syrup, the sun, then, streaky bacon. That's a bit heavy for the breakfast, Davey. Have you, you seen him over there, Neil? Have yeah, you I have. seen I've him? Been, mate. I've been. I'm not into breakfast per se. But you don't get up before. Who's Percy? Do <laughs> <laughs> I, don't, I don't usually eat a breakfast. I don't be able to eat in the morning, so my stomach does be a little bit ropey, you know? It, yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, I don't like balls. to eat till about 11 o'clock. <laughs> <laughs> I don't like to eat till about 11 o'clock. I'm into 11s then, so I, you know what I mean? A cup oh, of yeah, coffee. What do you have I have a cup of coffee and just a, like a little cereal bar. That's oh, how I roll. Yeah. yeah. Is that yeah. your morning routine? Mm hmm. Yeah. Well, I'm, I'm in college, so listen, that's just morning. Is, you know, cereal that's bars are terrible. You know, Neil. What? Full of sugar, though, cereal bars. You shouldn't love them. I do love pancakes. Yeah, pancakes. Is uh, but I'd eat them. Like, they don't just have to be breakfast. Somebody could just put a mountain of pancakes and that would be me happy for life. Do you know what I've started doing in work now? Seth the Bachelor living on his own. I live on pancakes. I do. <laughs> <laughs> just put a mountain of pancakes in front of me and I, I take a bath in them. <laughs> I'm a huge fan of crunching up cornflakes. But the last couple of weeks, I've started having yoghurt in work with like bits of um, nuts and that sprinkled on the top with a little bit of fruit in there. It's actually lovely. Oh, is that? Yeah. Yeah. That sounds way anyway, too healthy uh, for me. Anyway, what's... All right, fucking Heston. <laughs> like, you know. <laughs> I'm telling you. Honestly, I'll, yeah, look at, I'll show you the picture. Ice cream. Minute. For breakfast. On your pancakes. On your pancakes yeah. for breakfast. Are you still yeah, on yeah, the pancakes? Yeah, yeah. Grab That's it. a fucking yeah. king. Oh, ice cream on your waffles. Ice cream. Whoa, what the... What's this? Yeah, culinary. Actually, right, if, if, if you ever get a chance to... Bit of ice cream and the pancake fold into triangle, but you also put a bit of Nutella in there as well. Oh, hello. Fucking immense. You may as well just go around the chip. That's literally the first. <laughs> Can I just point out that this is literally the first meal you've ever talked about that wasn't a burrito? <laughs> like, ever. And I've known you two years now, and I've never heard you talk about a meal that didn't oh, involve a burrito. Doesn't involve eggs. Pancakes. Oh, yeah, pancakes and waffles have eggs. Fuck's sake. All right, sake. let's roll back. Back to we the yogurt. Cut that out. We'll cut that out. Tell me, lads. Best breakfast that doesn't involve eggs is a bacon buddy. I have one. White pudding with bacon and in a sandwich is just unreal. It's like heaven. So you just added white pudding to mine. Yeah. But <laughs> well, you called it a buddy and it's a fuck off. <laughs> <laughs> it's a sandwich. A sandwich. It's a sandwich. Hang sandwich. A hot sandwich. <laughs> and tater crisp there. Get me over The next question What TV show character would you most like to play? Any TV show? Hank Moody. Who's Cali- Hank Moody, dude? In Californication. I thought. David Duchovny. Does he do a lot of riding for? He does. <laughs> I was trying to think of a character that does a lot of riding. Yeah, you yeah. think it's on a like sausage, Jack? <laughs> Jack Bauer. Sausage. Jack no, Bauer. No, he? How could you survive? No, is that twenty-four hours badass. of his life? No fucking way. Do you know when the man doesn't sleep? <laughs> Jack Bauer. Jack Bauer. Look, his twenty-four hours goes on like the same. You know a month mean? for everybody else. Yeah. yeah. Fuck but he that. never has to piss there's he never actually, has to sleep he never has to eat <laughs> yeah I've never seen Jack Bauer taking his shit he's fit as fuck he's just shooting people all day I mean that sounds pretty good that'd be me. a crap one wouldn't it 15 minutes of him in there have a shite bollocks that's no I'm not done yet no there's no fucking Jack's rolling here and then he comes out he's like I wouldn't go there lads <laughs> Stick a, ter- a fucking terrorist in there. Tell me something. 
<laughs> That's a way so for a mass destruction. I'm off. No, no, that's from TV shows. Do you think? I don't think we're going to beat Jack Barrow and the Jackson. No, I don't think so. I think that's about the strength of it. Jack Barrow and the Jackson. Jack Barrow and the Jackson. Imagine like the the last twelve hours. I just stayed in bed, <laughs> just watching it go. This is good, yeah. <laughs> He's drooling, having yeah. a wank. Yeah. Anything else, Neil? No, that's it, Phil. Okay, thanks very much. This week's outro. German techno. That's not your heart beating. No. Right then, um, what have we got to plug? Nothing. Heineken, fuck off. We're going to move over to Molson, I think it is. So, Molson, if you're listening, uh, send the crate in here and we give you lots of plugs on the pod. Yeah, I believe you're a brilliant Canadian lager and it's definitely worth having a gargle with you. Oh yeah, the app, it's out on um, Android now, and uh, it's also on iOS, so uh, no excuses not to tune in and listen and uh, download the pod and shit. Feeling this. Um, the day trippers tonight, of course, it was our great guest Jeremy Dow on the line from uh, Germany. And um, in here we had uh, our resident scouser, Jay Home. Um, we had... Neil Gray, the man behind Twitter, as you found out, and you can see where the anger is coming from. Is he winding you up? Who knows? Um, we caught Dave Thomas was back in. It was great to have him back on again. And, uh, yeah, I was sort of hosting it as usual, uh, Phil. So, night. God bless. That's just next week. After we demolished Dortmund. And we beat Stoke as well. Didn't mention that in the pod, but we are going to beat them. Let this take you to bed. By the way, Hector Horn would be like the best porn <laughs> name ever. I, Hector Horn? Come on. I used to have a dog called Hector. Did he have the horn? Anyway, that's an <laughs> aside. Hector Ray. Hector Ray, obviously. <laughs> Come here to me. Any chance yeah. you could broker a deal to get Benteke over to the MLS? <laughs> Doing us all a favour. People, betting on, people betting on wrestling is a not moment. touching. Can't demand. Not touching. Can't demand. Oh <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, we're betting on wrestling. What the? What the fuck is that about? Who yeah. bet on wrestling? And the people are betting on wrestling. Oh, yeah, that. and it's pre- surely it's illegal if it's predetermined. I would have thought. <laughs> surely. Well, it's pre. It's predetermined. We need to have the whole grown yeah. men in wrestling debate. Actually, we should talk about that. Is it allowed? You should say. WWE, that should be the first question. WWE, is it okay for grown-up men to like? Well, I did tweet the other day, how was, uh, how was WrestleMania going? And a few people actually <laughs> answered me realistically. Re- Jeez, was a great mate. And I just felt, I just looked at my phone and fuck off! <laughs> <laughs> fucking idiot. <laughs> but is it, is it all right? No, it's not. In my opinion. 
This podcast is brought to you by Progressive. Have you tried the Name Your Price tool yet? It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. It's easy to start a quote, and you'll be able to find a rate that works for you. It's just one of the many ways you can save with Progressive. Get your quote today at Progressive.com and see why four out of five new auto customers recommend Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. Ese último McNugget me toca a mí porque soy la mayor. ¿Y eso qué tiene que ver? Los mayores se respetan. Eso no existe, ¿cierto, mamá? Ya, quédense tranquilas. Aquí hay otra cajita de McNuggets. Respeto, ¿viste? El no hay rivalidad cuando hay McNuggets deal. Hay un deal para cada salida familiar en McDonald's. Compra uno de tus favoritos, como unos McNuggets de 10 piezas, una Big Mac, una Quarter Pounder with Cheese o un filet fish y te llevas otro por un dólar. Por tiempo limitado, precios y participación pueden variar. Válido para un producto de igual o menor valor. Sports Social Podcast Network.